Welcome. Bienvenue to the Fantasy Tools Podcast. This is a show where fantasy tools discuss fantasy tools. I'm your host, Eric Rentz, and I'm joined by my co-host, Michael Peterson. Our mission is to discuss fantasy baseball and the tools that we are developing that help us manage our teams. Cue that intro music. So I innocently logged into Twitter, you know, Wednesday morning uh, last week, and the Twins are touting the fact that <laughs> David Ortiz has been inducted to the Hall of Fame. You know, famed twin David Ortiz, not known for anything yeah. else. <laughs> no, <laughs> didn't is, do anything. This is not my that. fault. I am a Twins fan, but this was their set of tweets. Like he's there, he is in a Twins jersey. Congratulations on getting in the Hall of Fame. No mention of a Red Sox career. Anything else? <laughs> okay. It's like it's half. I, I, I like that it's half, um, half joking, but like half serious. You know, it's like oh, it's it's the NFL players who say their high school instead of their college. <laughs> anyway, I just appreciated that. Congrats to uh, David Ortiz on on a, a rightful induction into the Hall of Fame. That's good. Yeah, I definitely. I don't think that it should have been. He should be in the Hall of Fame. Hall first ballot. Borderline. Are you one of those guys? Compared to like uh, Griffey and Ripken. Okay. Um, All right. But, well, I guess the kind of like, well, of course, kind of storyline, I think, is sort of false. The guy didn't didn't play defense. <laughs> yeah, but but we've already we've already uh, litigated this with Edgar Martinez, right? I know. I Edgar know, Martinez I know, is in. Like once once that dam is broken, if you're letting Edgar Martinez in and you've already said, okay, defense is fine, then why don't you let why don't you let Ortiz in? No surprise. Yeah, and then no surprise that um, not no surprise, but I guess baseball writers made it clear that Clemens and Bonds weren't going to get in under the regular regular rules. That's right. They they will get in, but it'll take take a little bit of time. We'll see. Would you like to talk about the uh, the Mandalorian episode that we watched? Yeah, it's been it's about time. It was it was fortuitous that we decided not to talk about Boba Fett last week because we're not going to talk about Boba Fett again this week. Well, we can we can cover that. <laughs> we can cover what happened last week, but let's. Uh... Why can we just talk about the Mandalorian? That was easily the yeah, best episode of the season. You don't want to talk about the Sar- Sarlacc. Uh, do you remember? Okay, my main complaint there, right? We saw yeah. the Jawas take his armor off of him. What in episode one? Does he not? Yeah, does he yeah, not yeah, remember yeah, that? Yeah. He wakes up during it. <laughs> yeah, he must not. I mean, I mean, I've been. Uh, yeah, yeah. He must not. I mean, it was just. It was just somebody. <laughs> but somebody at some point had a storyboard where they were like, and then he kills the Sarlacc, and they're like, "Well, we got to get there anyway." <laughs> I told you. I tried to like give you a little bit to what to look for in the episode and i was i was pretty excited that a naboo starfighter made its reappearance <laughs> i mean this show i i was like already pointing at the screen the minute the the guts came up right like there it is i know like <laughs> that's a good ship like let's get one of those back yeah yeah and then uh and then ah, so you know apparently still has the same apparently they all came in the same paint color <laughs> i guess well i mean yellow and the yellow and silver yeah but that's the kind of idea right 
I mean, it's not. It's a new movie, Starfighter. It wasn't like she she says, and I think is in some of the books, whatever. Some of the like the like Lucas Arts books, not the yeah. like expanded universe. That they were handmade for the Queen Queen's Guard. Handmade. So how'd she get? How'd they get it? <laughs> well, they just I don't know. They're just all hanging out, man. But yeah, you can get to Naboo. You can get to Naboo from Tatooine on sublight engines. So I guess we saw commercial space flight. I know. So, so you know, there's that was a big ship. They can fit a lot of Naboo starfighters in the in the cargo hold of that ship. Yeah, you can move things. Yeah, yeah. It's fine. Yeah, that was pretty fun. I like that. I, I I liked the idea of their taking an old classic. It feels a little bit more George Lucas would like that as well. I felt good about that. I think there was a lot. There's a lot to like there. Uh, the episode was still still managed to be too long. <laughs> like there's still were plenty of things to cut. Uh, yeah, it just seems to be the hallmark of this show. But the Boba Fett show. Of the Boba Fett show. But I'd, I'd way rather watch Mandalorian. So this. All right. So we went 0 for 2 on who's going to be in the Super Bowl. Um, I guess. I guess. What's so frustrating is like I checked in <laughs> on both those games and I was like, nice. We. <laughs> so you messed it up for us by being confident. Clearly. Okay. Well, look, congrats to the Bengals. If the Bengals can make it, I feel hope for myself. Uh, and the the Rams, I guess. I guess, congrats. I mean, it'd be fun to... I don't want either of those two teams to win. I'd rather see the Bengals win than the Rams. Do I do not want to see the Bengals win. Because it, like... Because you miss Andy I Dalton? Mean, well, I did like that. Era. I know. Um, but, uh, I mean, it really does throw dirt on the Giants. <laughs> if the Bengals can bottom out and come back in that amount of time. Um... I think it's fluky. I don't think... I mean, Joe Burrow's good, but I don't actually think he's this good. He's not like... He's not carry the team to use, to the Super Bowl victory good. So there's there's obviously some, you know, obviously some fluky stuff happening. But they could win because the Rams are... The Rams have Matthew Stafford. <laughs> like, I know. I know. It's got to be upsetting. Yeah, he charged down that field to get that field goal and... I wasn't really expecting it. I was waiting for it to just, you know, Matt Stafford like. But he got there, so maybe things have changed. Maybe the Lions stink is off of him finally. Maybe. I mean, it's got to be pretty. It's got to be pretty depressing as a lion to watch a Lions fan to watch this happen, right? Oh, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, tough break for the Lions fans yet again, as always. Silver lining for you as a as a Vikings fan. No, because I don't think about the Lions. <laughs> I don't worry about them. Even you don't think Even about the Lions. Even I don't worry about the Lions. Yep, there you go. All right, well, this week on the pod, uh, we're just going to discuss a big week for GitHub. We got a lot of things actually committed. Um, good amount actually happened. Maybe a little light on results, but a lot of tools coming out right now. Um, so let's... Well, the result, yeah. Let's kick it, let's kick it around and see what, we, see what we got. All right, so do you want me to, you want me to go first through these, these d- different things? We have three repositories to get through. You may as well do the first one, yeah. All right, so last week we ended off, uh, we took a little detour from our um, you know, big project that we're doing, our big off-season project, which is the synthetic drafting agent-based model to talk about grabbing 
um, putting together a tool. Oh, hey, fantasy tools. That's what we do. Um, putting in a tool to grab eligibility from fantasy pros. So, and the reason why we took that detour was because we needed that little uh, nugget to be able to make some more forward progress in the synthetic drafting ABM. So, this week, um, what got done? Mike mentioned a couple of commits. So, first and foremost, uh, we fixed the preseason rankings for batters and pitchers. Now, what was that? Uh, the model was taking preseason weights from the uh, 2021 preseason expert rankings. Those rankings include hitters and pitchers. And without re-ranking, we were penalizing players further down in the draft. So you might have been um, you might have been player 32 for hitters, but your ranking was 62, which meant at the further that you went down the draft, the further that your weight was penalizing you. Mike pointed out that that might actually be having the opposite effect of, of what we're thinking um, it might have. So good news. We got that in there. Um, the that, the Vlad Impaler rule, I guess. I think that's a great rule. I mean, because just to explain, obviously it helps it. It's going to move Vlad Guerrero Jr. up significantly. Right, because preseason he was what number player number sixty or something yeah. like that. End of the season he was number one, so he was getting hurt by that preseason ranking. Yeah. Um, and we also, in doing that, I've also kind of put everything in the same rank order weighting scheme, mm. mm-hmm. uh, which I guess you know has some kind of like model statistical piece to it. Um, and we needed the eligibility to actually do that to actually bring in. This is a batter eligible player this is a pitcher eligible player and so bringing that in was very helpful from the work that we did last week um now also we can draft batters and pitchers in the same draft i mean come on ewok celebration music i don't understand why you didn't lead with that that's like that is like the thing to tout right i'm doing it in the order that i did them we can actually do a draft (laughs) right we can do a draft. We can do a draft. Yeah, um, that required the eligibility data too, because of course some pitchers hit and some hitters pitch, and we didn't want those stats somehow affecting the ranking system because it would affect the ranking system. Um, I ended up having to update the scoring logic to account for that mm. because I'm trying to gain mm. some efficiencies. I'm only aggregating the batting data and the pitching data for those two groups if we're doing only drafting batters or pitchers um let's see from there and then there was i put together three examples one of them ran through that was 1000 batter drafts for each week between week four and 17 um and finally vlad gets drafted uh first in the second half of the season i love that there you go that that proof's in the pudding i mean this is not a lot not a lot but, but i saw his name which is good that's exactly what you want it doesn't need to be a lot. I mean, I don't think it has to be. No. I don't think he has to be getting consistently picked one overall, uh, because this is still a weekly thing. And even yeah. if he accumulates a whole season number one stats, might not be every week. Right. Yeah. This is where the Yule Simpson effect yep. comes into play, and that now we can actually really dive into that a little bit yeah. more because we're we're doing what we're saying saying that we're doing. I think that's that's the key here. Um, I did ten both drafts, so drafting hitters and pitchers it worked 
it's awesome. Um, and the high <laughs> first order result that I noticed, pitchers don't get drafted first. <laughs> I I think that's very interesting. I mean, that's the way that we draft, but I'm not sure that that's the way the world drafts. Well, we haven't done a thousand drafts to add in more stochasticity. We might see a pitcher come in first. Do you but think? Do remember, they only like a starting pitcher only impacts four categories. I yeah no I uh, yes, but I have I have some questions for you about this this conception that we're going to get there. But do you think that right? So the other evidence that we have is that in a TGFBI draft, a full season, somebody's going to take you know three pitchers are going in the top. 10 probably do you think it's a realistic top 10 remember top 10 how many pitchers were were drafted first in tgfbi zero not many sure sure over the couple last couple of years i think verlander uh no not verlander um scherzer has been drafted first yeah yeah okay i think degrom might have been drafted first and someone might have taken cole so i think i guess i mean your top line statement is that it's it's better. We'd rather err on the side that no pitchers get taken first than have like fifty percent of the number one picks be pitchers because we know that's not realistic. We know it's not realistic, yeah. and we're and I'm hopeful that once we go out to a thousand, that we will see like some smart aleck agent <laughs> decide to take. <laughs> but I'm not convinced. I mean, I'm not convinced that it's a bad plan if you're a weekly league. Like you know, a week where Garrett Cole has two starts. You're telling me that that's not incredibly valuable <laughs> in a weekly status? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, no, that might be worth number one overall in a single week. Yeah. But, is, but is, that, is that the structure that we actually want to model? That's a good question. I'm not sure. Ooh, and that gets over to, that gets over. And then, okay, so last piece, and then I'll flip it over to you. And hopefully you'll kind of start to address that with forecasts. Uh-huh. But, um I also have a um, 1,000 uh, drafts of pitchers for weeks 4 through 17 that is still running. We've gone through oh. week 4 through week 12. Brandon Woodruff got one pick. Charlie Morton got one pick. Jacob deGrom picked 774 times first uh, in week 12. Yeah, but, I mean, that's kind of right, probably. Ryan Presley, 224 times. <laughs> See, okay, all right. That's great. I'm glad that that's going on. But we, we're going to talk about why that's happening, I think, in just a second. <laughs> yeah, let's flip it Let's flip back over to you. What do you got Yeah, for all us? right. So in the, I, I actually pushed to three different repositories this week. But let's start with the – I'll just briefly push through the other ones. Uh, synthetic drafting, what I was assigned was to put in forecasts, week-by-week week forecasts. So we have our predictions. They're something. That's fine. Um they're at least always scored on the same grading curve. <laughs> so they will always be yep. self-consistent relative to each other. So if you want to wait based on our forecasts, it'll be self-consistent from week to week. But there's some real challenges here in yeah. key assumptions that we need to make. It's technically very easy, but the assumptions are going to be really interesting. I finished the hitters. I do not have the pitchers done. So, And I'll tell you why. Um, hitting you've side, already, yeah, you've already given a little bit of a teaser exactly. to that. Hitting yeah. side, uh, I just took their what we had projected for their plate appearances and divided by 162 just to get how many games, how many plate appearances per game. 
Then I made a big choice, which was in order to forecast the number of games that they would play in a given week, I decided not to forecast that. And I literally took the number of games that they played in a given week from from the stats already. Okay. So there's a little bit of forward referencing already in the forecasts. How big of an assumption that is, I'm not sure. Uh, but it seemed to be the best way to model this idea of this question of like, how many games is this person actually going to appear in during this week? Uh-huh. Um, yeah, because that's huge. If they're getting, it's one thing that you look at when you're doing ad drops, yeah, exactly. right? It's like, okay, this week they've got, oh, we've got a double header. They're playing seven games this week somehow versus a guy that somehow is like, Right. So I so I, I kind of cheated and took that information. Uh, so we're, uh-huh. we're a little bit omniscient in these forecasts in the sense that we know how many games we decide. I decided, okay, I know how many games they were going to play at least for these retro. You're only doing ones. one week out, not like the whole rest of the season. Um, I'm do so they're set week by week, but it would not be they would they'll be equivalent to what I would do if you cumulatively summed from the end of the season to today. Okay. Oh, okay. So it's it's a question of what you want, how how we want to build this out. If you want to say, these are the these are our predictions for this upcoming week, or is it we think this person's going to be X amount valuable for the rest of the season? We can pick what we want to tail. I'm not sure which way we want to go. <laughs> I see. I I tended toward the former because I thought, okay, this is a real bona fide weekly league. I'm doing my ad drops every week. I want to know I think what that you're right. I think that going for the weekly is is right for right now. And then just try to make sure that you have in there commented how we would expand. Sure. Do you think ultimately the application, because we're being so simple here, and, and um, it's really complicated to have such a simple like idea of like, <laughs> we're drafting for a weekly league yeah. every week. And we're scoring based on that. Because I have to change the scoring for the end of the season. And that might... You know, we might end up finding something really different there. Right. But this brings up the pitching side, actually. And maybe the second case would be better on pitching. Because the problem here, I think you have to split into uh, starters and relievers to make any Mm -hmm. progress. The problem, relievers are fine. I can forecast, okay, they're going to pitch this many innings over the course of the season. 162 games, fine. Here's how many innings they're going to pitch this week based on their number of appearances. Same thing that I'm doing for the hitters. Starters are not that easy because no. there's there's discreteness where you know every third week they're getting a second start and I you have to plan which weeks those are correctly if mm-hmm. we're going to do a weekly forecast. If we switched modes and said okay here's what they're going to get for the rest of the season, that would actually be easier because then you can ignore two start weeks. Do we, so should we make this adjustment right now? I'm I'm now thinking, based on this conversation, that it's easier for us to implement, here's what we predict they're going to get for the rest of the season. I think that we, yeah, okay. let's do that. All right. If it's easier at, right now, let's, let's do that. If we want to do something different, we'll do something different. All right. Well, actually, I did do something new, although I, it's all porting old code, which is a new repository uh, called Batting Order which grabs all of the rosters and where individual players started in the batting order over the course of the year. So there's a new repository that has all of that information 
and you can read them straight into Panda's data frames, which I complained mightily about to you over the weekend, but mm-hmm. did it. So now should be super easy. If you want to go into that repository, you can look up any game that the Twins played against the Brewers as a Panda's data frame now. Nice. Yeah. That's good. I know. I was actually like, like, yeah, this is actually really nice that it it sorts out like this and I can just filter these and you can have a different data frame that tells you, you know, how many times Justin Turner batted sixth (laughs) over in the course over 2021. Um, I made these, I actually made them all retroactive from 2018 to 2021. So we have four full years of fantasy data that has, or well, (laughs) this is actual MLB data. Um, every roster, every starting roster from every game, 2018 to 2021, now in a CSV. You downloaded it. It's all in a CSV. We should never have to make them again. We should never <laughs> have to. We should be. We should never. We can go and query this table for every game that the Orioles played in 2019. <laughs> every if we want to. Every lineup. Yeah, if we want to. Every lineup the Orioles had in 2019. Nice. Okay. This is all good. This is all part of the, that's all part of the framework for um, predicting plate appearances, which is still happening in the background. Uh, So anyway, check (sighs) those out. Uh, I think batting order actually is quite clean. So if anyone was interested in looking at rosters, um, I think it's very, it's fairly straightforward repository to use and it's public. So go take a look at it. I think that about brings us to the review session. Royce Lewis. Royce Lewis, you know, we've been talking about the 2019 draft. Royce Lewis was drafted mm-hmm. in 2017, number one, round one, pick one overall by the Minnesota Twins. Where is he? Um, Royce Lewis Where has a problem, is which is that he tore his ACL last spring. <laughs> yeah. And that's everything that you, when you'd like look for news for him, videos for yeah. him, it's just like. And therefore, the best yeah. data that we have on him is 2019 double a right now oh, but wow the people, what a setback the people for a are career. still forecasting that he's going to be in the mlb this year so we have to think about this yeah well i guess so i he's the eight, right age right he well he is the right age but everything even before he tore his acl yet last year people were talking about okay maybe he's not quite ready for the mlb so i don't know what's going to happen like i don't know how ready he can possibly look his 2019 numbers are pretty pedestrian at double A. So mm-hmm. I don't really know what's going on here. I don't like there's there's definitely a mismatch between what I'm seeing in the stats and what reporting says about him. If so if he gets up, then he's gonna be it's gonna be later in the season. It, he's not I mean Wow, what a horrible start to his career. You know, just uh, everything is, like, against him. But but the one positive is that he can go, he can take the green line from St. Paul, from the St. Stadium, all the way down to um, Target Field. You know, I think, I think actually the fact that the AAA team is in the same metropolitan area as the MLB team is actually bad for the twins in the sense that they're way more likely to shuffle people around like crazy now. Oh, well, yeah. But anyway, I, so from a fantasy standpoint, I don't know what to do with Royce Lewis. I mean, I I can't in good conscience say that you should draft him. You shouldn't. No, but we don't even know what he'd be good at. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, 
He's stealing bases at a good clip, but that's sure he's not getting. He's not hitting home runs. I guess he's yeah, really barely getting on, not getting on base at a good clip either. Yeah, in twenty nineteen, that's so long ago. I know. So we don't. We have no idea what to make of this. Um, I just. Don't, I don't. I'm still struggling because the hype train is still real. I mean, MLB lists him as the number. Still lists him as the number one prospect in the Twins. You know, in the Twins uh, organization. Like most things that you read are suggesting that he'll still be in the MLB in 2022 or in the MLB in 2022, but I don't know what to do with that. I don't. I don't either. Uh, so just keep. Yeah. I mean, there's. Don't draft him. I will tell people do not draft. Yeah, him. I don't. I don't think it's worth it. But I guess. Yeah. Don't even really. He's not really one that I would say. Pay attention to. I I think in the in this era of limited mental bandwidth, he's not worth it. <laughs> Like, I don't think it's not clear that you're going to miss out on something, uh, you know, stat changing if you don't get Royce Lewis. Yeah. And they've got, what is he? He's a corner infielder. Oh, I mean, we're doing it now. So shortstop, right? His tech is supposedly a shortstop for now. Is he really that good defensively? I don't know. I'm seeing a couple of videos that I was able to see. Doesn't well. He looks like he's not going to end up. There. But that's what everybody. There's is, no one blocking. Yeah, yeah I know. There's, I know. That's the thing, right? Is that that's. I think that's a big reason for the 2022 timeline. Is like, well, he's he's got the path if he stayed at shortstop, or just in the infield. Well, anywhere in the infield, you can move to second base. You'd be fine. Uh, or anywhere in the outfield, <laughs> anywhere but center. Like we're good to go. Like well, the twins have and even center demonstrated what? that they would play him at center, and it's not a big deal. Uh, and center field, what you got eighty games that you can that are wide open for you, with, uh, Mr. Glass out there. So I, there's nothing you can do. I I just look at you know I look at the draft ranking lists and people or like the the prospect ranking lists and people are hot on Rice Lewis and my advice is. Don't. Don't do it. We've talked about other guys that have way more prospective value so far. But yeah, and and that's 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 a real thing. Is in twenty twenty two, what is his value? Yeah. Not much. Yeah. In twenty twenty six, what's his value? Well, I don't know. It might it might be really high because he he carries himself like he's a pro well, pro baller, uh, like a major leaguer. He swings a bat like he's a major leaguer. I, what was the guy that we did last week? He's like, he looks so timid having the bat in his hands. And then this guy, he swings and it's like full of himself. Yeah. You know? Yeah. He's like, great, Royce. <laughs> he's got a name of Royce. <laughs> Royce Lewis is, uh, I mean, that's a, we're going to fill up a whole funky baseball team for the Twins. But yeah, I, um, no, that's, I don't, I, I can't say that you'd be missing out on anything if you waited in some sort of dynasty format. Like yeah, even you just there have too, no yeah. information and no information is not what we like on this podcast. <laughs> we are not a no information podcast, no statistical information podcast, no statistical information. Yeah. Okay. Anything more you want to say about Royce? I feel bad that he tore his ACL at this point in his career. I mean, you already said that, but I just yeah, want to redouble tough. like that is a bad time to tear your ACL. Yeah. We need to get him some like unicorn blood or something yeah. to uh, heal himself. <laughs> Fair enough. Who are we reviewing next? Still working through these prospects. Marco Luciano. Time for a little housekeeping. Be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes and follow us on Twitter, Fantasy Tools, Mind the Z. Thank you, Mild Manor, for letting us use your tunes. Be sure to follow them on SoundCloud and Facebook. Feel free to email us with questions or comments. Send us messages at 
fantasy.tools at gmail.com. Again, mind the C. All I've got left is worst of luck to you, buddy. Worst of luck to you, too. Yay!